right, best conversations podcast. Uh, you see what we doing? What we doing here? We only talk to Carolina legends, man. You know what I mean? We best conversation. We don't talk to Brandon D on this podcast. We don't talk to B Dot for one hundred two on this podcast. And we got another Carolina legend. If you ain't familiar, you are gonna get familiar tonight. First time on Best Conversations podcast. Let's welcome everybody. Ricky Ruckers, what's happening with you, bro? Hey, man. How you doing, man? Man, I, I appreciate being in the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man. <laughs> Carolina legend, man. So the first time I've ever I ever heard about you, because mm-hmm. uh, I moved to Greensboro back in like 2003. Uh, the first time I ever heard your name was on Making the Station when you when you made the station. That's the first yeah. time I ever heard about you. Talk, right. talk about that experience, man. All right, so, um, damn, I got yeah, is it echo on your side? Mm-mm. All right. Well, uh, I started off like um, we we had this joint in high school. It was called a battle book. Like I wasn't a battle rapper. I just you know was rapping and shit. And uh, we had this this book in, in high school. We used to pass around like nigga write a verse about this nigga, and hand it to him. So he'll write a verse about this nigga and that nigga. And, and I was killing niggas in the book, and they was like, hey, man, you might need to start, like, battling niggas. So it was this one dude, I still remember his name, his nigga named Solomon. Nigga was, he was, like, cannabis in high school, like, big-ass words and shit. And I was like, oh, man. So I used to have to battle this nigga every morning. And, like, he was killing me at first. Then I started, like, getting in with the nigga, and it was like, my homeboy was like, hey, man, you need to get on 102. You know what I'm saying? So I, I started getting on there, and um, it was a transition period. Cal uh, Centillion was on. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got on with him, then he moved to the mornings. And then while he got on, and I was winning with Kyle. It wasn't it wasn't the end with Kyle. It was just, you know, you just rap it, you win, you just keep going. So I had won like 10 times. And then while he started it, and like, then it, it had an end to it. So it was like, you you need to win 10 times or whatever. So right. I won 10, and then, uh, I don't know, I won like three or four times, and I lost to somebody. And then he started another season, then I lost to somebody after nine. I remember one time, I end up being my wife. I'm over her house kicking it and forgot I was supposed to be on the radio. Oh, and called me and I'm like, oh shit, uh, fumbling, lost again. So I end up winning the fourth season, but every season I was just, you know, fucking up. But um, it was a good experience because, um, you know, it, it kind of spread my name out to, to other people, you know, and like when I took it serious, we took it serious. Like it had a, we used to hook the headphones to the, the radio and hold the headphones like a mic and, you know, so we could sound better, you know. It was we used to tie the lines up, had everybody call in and tie the lines up. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a whole little experience, but it created my relationships with with all the the personalities at 102 Jams. You know what I mean? And I still like I just got on the phone with Tap yesterday. You know, where South to Tap Money, man. Who um any any memorable battles in that in that uh was a profit was it was it was it yeah. and profit or something? Was it profit, he your oh. era? Yeah, yeah. Prophet had an accident, man. He got paralyzed. I seen him uh, about maybe about ten years ago, but that nigga was super hard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one nigga named Cut Loose that that we uh, me and him went back and forth, and it, it was they said it was a tie the mm-hmm. first night, so we had a battle the next night again. So niggas had to get right back to writing and shit. So he, I remember him. I actually put out a mixtape, and I I recorded all my battles and mm-hmm. put put all them on the on the on the tape, and uh. It was, it was probably yeah. That, that was probably the most memorable to me. No, now the most memorable was was, all right. So like I told you, the first the first season I messed up, lost. Second season I messed up, lost. Third season I messed up, lost. And the first season, profit won. The second season, 
a nigga named Anonymous one, the third season, a nigga named X21. X21, mm-hmm. homeboy, like homeboy, homeboy. Right. So fourth season was on me. And Waleed was dragging this shit out so, like, Waleed, we finna fight, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I got 11, 12, 12 wins, and he like, all right, one more win, and you win. So I won again. All right, one more win. So the next time, he hit me with, uh, all right, if you beat these two niggas tonight, then you win. So I'm at the station rapping live, and they on the phone, so I'm having to remember my verse, and they sitting here reading their verses at home. Mm-hmm. And they're beating them niggas. And he was like, all right, so one more win. And I'm like, so my, my last win, I had to beat. The, the first season ch- uh, champion, second season, and third season champion live at, so uh, Super Jam, Juvenile couldn't show up. So they had a, a concert after called Juvie Jam. Mm-hmm. So I had to battle the three. Remember Juvie Jam. Yeah, I had to battle the three uh, champions before me mm-hmm. at the concert. So I'm like, I gotta remember these damn verses. Like any of my homeboys to tell, I can't remember no verses from songs that we didn't had on the radio. Like I can't, I be recording too much. I will fuck up on stage. That shit is just, that's gonna happen, you know what I mean? So, uh, the first battle was Pro- Prophet was the nicest nigga. I like I put him up against anybody though. Like that nigga was super nice. But um, me and him had a battle first, and I'm like, I got to battle the nicest nigga that I know first. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm like I'm trying to get my shit together. We end up, I went first, and uh, they cheered. He went, they booed. I'm like, oh shit. He was like, all right, Ricky Ruckus or Prophet. It cheered me, boo him. I was like, all right. So then they had uh, X2 and Anonymous battle, the the, sec- the third, second and third season winners, and they booed both of them niggas. And they was like, all right. So we got to get one, one of these niggas got to win because they got to battle Rick. Boo! While he was like, all right, just. <laughs> he picked X2. I rap, cheer. He rap, boo. And they was like, all right, nigga, you won. And so that was the most memorable jump, but that shit was a headache, bro. It was a headache. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so, so I said that that's that was the first time I heard of you, man. But talk about your story be, before that, like fall in love with hip hop, man. How 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 you fall in love with hip hop? How, how how did the music thing start for you? All right, so my um uh, my my uncle, my my dad's brother, he had a studio. The same thing I'm doing right now. It's it's crazy how time transitions. You know what I'm saying? Like I was 12, looking at my uncle with a studio in his house, and all his homeboys there recording. And now I got a studio. And my son is looking at me, you know what I'm saying? Now he rap and it's it's crazy. So my uncle and them used to rap and I used to just sit there and watch him. And then me and my cousin was like, shit, we need to start rapping too. So we we started out rapping, you know, little bullshit, trying to figure it out. And um, I used to always ride around with my pops. I don't know what this nigga was doing. I don't know, this nigga hustling, selling something. But I'm riding around with him and he used to always listen to Nas. That's all he used to listen to. So I fell in love with Nas. And when It Was Written came out, he of course he got the CD and uh, I'm just sitting in the car to read the lyrics. The, the lyrics was in the lyric book. So mm-hmm. it went from me like reading the lyrics to me writing the lyrics to me rapping the lyrics to me trying to change up the lyrics a little bit and make it like personalized to me instead of Nas, I'm saying Rick. And it just kind of kept going from there. So my, my real start was watching my uncle now, like, damn, this shit is cool as hell to like falling in love with Nas. Like he's still my favorite artist, you know, and that's 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 what kept me going, you know what I mean? So are you you are you from the Trey Foe, correct? No, nah, no, nah, I'm originally from DC. Are you from DC? Word, yeah. word. So when did you move to the Carolinas? I moved out here when I was like ten. Word. Yep. Man, I, I ain't I ain't never know that, man. Yep. Yep. Man, man. And um, so um, so you I, I remember like watching your movement like after mm-hmm. the radio. I always followed you because you know back then you know you didn't it wasn't it wasn't so social media so you just. Yeah. 
you just you had to just kind of find out. So then I found you on the MySpace era, mm-hmm. and I followed you on MySpace, and I remember like you doing shit with like ski beats and, and, and shit yeah. like that, man. Um, and then you hooked up with like Brandon D and and all that, man. Mm-hmm. Just um, talk talk about that movement, that whole Carolina movement, of everybody moving and shaking, man. All right, so um, at the time when I was on the radio, like mm-hmm. rapping and shit, um, Ski was here. You know, we all knew who Ski Beats was from, uh, you know, I had no idea he was from here. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, without the social media, you hearing this, like, to me, you famous, you fucking with Jay-Z, you know what I mean? But he, he famous, but right. I didn't know he was so close to touch. And, you know, when I finally met him, I forgot who, who linked, us, linked us up. When I finally met him, he was telling me, like, yeah, when you said that, I'm like, damn, this nigga been listening to me. That shit was, like, blew my mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, we didn't, we never worked then. I was, I was young. He, he had the now city thing going on and they was like torn. They he was, had showdown and uh rise and uh, uh, this girl named Missy Rick. Missy Rick was hard back then, but they was like, they was torn. They was like on a 70 city tour or some shit. And we was fresh out of high school. Me and rise the same age. Lil rise. He from Winston. We, um, we same age. So he was, we, I think it was a year out of high school and this nigga on a 70 city tour. You know what I'm saying? That shit was crazy. Wow. Um, uh, so, just meeting Ski, that it just let me know that okay, this is real. Cause I'm looking like this man produced for Jay Z, and like Jay Z is is huge, and like he know me, so that was like, oh, I can do this shit, you know. This, right. thing, you know what I mean? So uh, that I really started going going hard, and um, I met Brandon D. How did I meet Brandon D? Uh, that's crazy. Brandon D. Like one of my closest friends. I don't I don't know how I met this nigga, man. I don't. I know the first song we did, we we did a, a freestyle over the uh. The piece up A Town Down joint, and he wanted me to perform it with him. And we performed at uh, Carolina Theater, and then since then we just been cool as hell. And then from Brandon D and Jay White cousins, Jay Jay White that own Underground Studios, Underground Rich Studios. He um, now he one of my closest friends, but I met Jay White through Brandon D. I started designing CD covers for him, and shit. I moved. I lived in LA with Jay White for a year and a half. You know what I'm saying? We, we that yeah. close. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like meeting one person, meet another person, and you know just kind of roll but I made it a point like when I was really like grinding grinding I was like 21 22 to I wanted to reach out and do songs with people in outside of my area so I would reach out to people in Raleigh like MOS and Fayetteville and Charlotte and I would just try to do a song with them then go down there and do a show and then try to meet as many people I can so it just spider webbed out and you know yeah I remember I remember that uh head of state uh mixtape uh two the one I remember, uh, where you had like uh, everybody on it, like you wanted, like you collab with all of the Carolina people, man. Like that was dope. I remember picking that up. At, I remember picking that up at Caps. Like I was like, yo, this, this is dope. And it, and you know, I remember it's like Small World was on there Small too. World, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it, it was it was crazy, man. What do you remember about small, that? Yeah, small, uh, small. Me and Small met at uh, the. Uh, uh, NCU Maze. It was the North Carolina Underground Music Awards, and like when we first got there, like it's a lot of niggas from like for some reason Raleigh and Winston. We was like, like looking like what's up? Like niggas was in that motherfucker beef, and I don't know why. It was just like they was so deep. We was deep, nigga. We pulled up in a U-Haul truck. We had a U-Haul truck pulled up to the jump. Nigga got out. I think I I think my pops was driving the jump. Got up, lift up the door. It was thirty of us in the, in the back of that motherfucker with shirts on. You know what I'm saying? So they was super deep. They came in a tour bus or some shit. So it's 30 of us and 30 of them. So anytime one of them win, they like, we sitting down like, fuck this shit. 
You know what I'm saying? Kind of like the Democrats and the Republicans. You know what I'm saying? Like them niggas standing up clapping, we sitting down quiet, and we win. It was it was like back and forth. But I met Small then, and um, we just became came friends. You know what I'm saying? We we never did no music five six years. You know, we, we just talking the phone or whatever. Like what, what he got going on? I think he had the DCP shit going on at the time. And then we finally he hit me. He was like, Yo, I got this joint with me and Rain. You'll be perfect for it. And that shit was. Turned out to be hard. I still listen to that song. That shit hard as hell. Heard, man. You, you. I mean, you pretty much done rubbed shoulders with like all the Car, all the Carolina heavy heavyweights in this thing. Uh, yeah. I remember, I remember you had that. Uh, it was kind of like a parody kind of song mm-hmm. on the radio, with, like Showdown, <laughs> Sausage. Uh, yeah. Sausage. Yeah. Man, that shit was in heavy rotation, though, man. I have no idea why and how that shit blew <laughs> my mind. Yo. Um, at the time, Showdown, um, show like me and Show cre- created a relationship just for me being a 102, rapping, you know, being around. I was 15. Like, Showdown made me battle Terrence J. Terrence J was an intern. Downs, and he was probably about 20 or some shit like that. I'm like 14, 15. Showdown, get that nigga. I'm rapping. I smacked his hat off and shit. Like, they laughing. Ah, this little nigga killing you. You know what I'm saying? So, Showdown was like my big brother. So, anytime he had anything going on, he'd be like, hey, I need a verse. Pull up. So one time we we was at somebody's garage in Greensboro and he was explaining the hook and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> not, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know what you talking about. And he was like, man, just rap, just rap the verse. You know what I'm saying? Just so I did the verse. I didn't hear the song for like six months at all. And like next time I heard it, like nigga was like, hey, boy, you got to join on the radio. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Man, some song about some sauces or something. I was like, man, ain't no way in hell that song was on the radio. So what show was doing was it was just the hook and my verse. Like my homeboy Billy D, he from Greensboro too. He he on the on the song, but at first it was just my verse and the hook. And Showdown would just play it every night. Like he was the overnight. So he three in the morning, he'd just throw that shit on, play it. Like people started, what was that? Play it again. Like, and it started going. And he was like, so I'm gonna just put the real joint out. He put the whole song out. And niggas liked it. I had no idea why. I don't know, fuck it. You know, people still come up, hey, what, mommy, would you like some something, man? If you don't get out of my face with that shit, man. <laughs> that, shit, that, shit the, that shit was in a heavy rotation. It, it, it was crazy, man. I was like, damn, that's, yeah. that's kind of crazy, <laughs> man. So, um, like, uh, just, just, just your, your grind in the music business, man, it was, uh, I know you was like campaigning hard to get a record deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, ultimately, I guess you never got exactly to the record deal that you wanted to get, but, um, I mean, I mean, are you, I mean, you good? Are you, are you at peace with it or? Yeah. I like, I think I, 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 it's almost like you want something that you don't really want. Like you think you want, you think you want this broad till you get her and her breath stink. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I, I was like really chasing this shit. And all right. So rewind to me really starting my shit up after uh, like taking it serious, after getting off the radio battling, I was like, yo, like I gotta start doing some songs to get something going on. So um, I had like two of the, two of my homeboys, my close homeboys I uh, was in high school with, we used to do the little battle book, we used to rap. And then uh, my, uh, my step pops, his nephew was just a street nigga. Like they used to come to the studio and I, before this, I uh, built the studio in my mom's backyard. We had this big ass studio, we stole the wood and like we would go to uh, construction sites at night and just put all kind of shit on the truck and get back and see what we got and build that shit up and it ended up being a real building. So mm-hmm. we would be in there. I ran the, the 
electric line under I dug a trench and ran it from my mama's house to the to the back, like a stitching cords and shit. It was just some weird shit. So we used to be in there all day long. And so we in there rapping and my uh my stepfather's nephew, he was just a street nigga that he be out there hustling out the building and they be playing the game. But the way they talk, I was like, yo, y'all niggas need to rap, man. It was just like it was like it was just too like real, you know what I'm saying? So they started rapping and um we was just trying to create something and um that's how we came up with our label name was AOG Army of Gorillas. Um, my my homeboy Biggs, he passed in like 07, but he said it in a rhyme. He was like, yo, we all us gorillas, we you know what I'm saying? That just became our shit. And um, so we started running with that. And I think at the time I was too focused on like it was so fun and so easy to do it, I wasn't focused on the business. So everybody that I was bringing into my camp was rappers. I wasn't bringing in producers, I wasn't bringing in you know, managers, I wasn't bringing in niggas to talk to the blog. I wasn't doing none of that shit. It was just rapping. And I was the leader. I'm doing everybody's recording. I'm doing everybody graphics. I'm like every my entire day is going to music. Like I'm recording me. One nigga pull up at 9 30 in the morning. He stayed till eleven. He leave at eleven. Another nigga pull up at eleven thirty. Then he about to leave at twelve thirty. Somebody else pull up. Let's do a song together. He don't leave at three, four. Like I got a wife. I got kids. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was crazy. So I was more focused on the music instead of the business. All right, so fast forward, um, just running and running around North Carolina, trying to damn get here and do this, whatever, just trying to be seen wherever, wherever I could, chasing this deal. And I ended up moving to Atlanta. A nigga hit me, it was like, yo, I, I wanna sign you. I don't wanna really sign you to a, like, as an artist, I wanna, like, I like your whole movement. I wanna, like, give you a production deal, a label deal, blah, blah. I got bread. Come down to the A, see what I got going on. So me and my wife went to the A. And that nigga showed us like what's going on. Like he took us out to, you know, lavish life. Nigga had a Bentley, like big, big, big studio. Everything was just. I was like, all right, so we gonna do it. Fuck it. So I moved down there and um, like I, I had a jump. Like we started mingling with uh, like Future and uh, Gucci and like he just had me in, in the right spots and just start to see what was really going on. Like being around these people, I didn't want it. You know what I'm saying? I, I really didn't want that lifestyle. Like. It's crazy because my whole life, like wanting to rap, I didn't, I didn't understand. Like I understood it, but I didn't really sit back and look and say the rapper is the worker. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You're the worker. I don't give a fuck what's going on. Get your ass on that stage. I don't care what's going on. Get your ass in that booth. You know. And I still I rap because I, I like to do it. It's fun. It's how I express myself. But I'm not really pursuing. You know. I kind of stopped that shit in like maybe like 2013. Now I just kind of. Do it because it's fun. I record myself. I don't have to wait on nobody. You know, it's just it's just fun for me. Like it's an outlet. But I don't know. I just I just think that signing with a label is just not the way to go for nobody. So um, the person that was trying to sign you um, was he? He was a little confused. Like, man, what's up, man? You ain't you ain't. Nah, we, we actually just it just started going like this. Oh really? Yeah, it just started like we we never. Yeah, I ain't never signed that. I hope I did. I don't think I did. <laughs> well, I, I don't think we never signed up. With. It was just like, we was cool. Like, he ended up being like my damn brother. Like, for like three years, I seen this nigga every single day. You know what I'm saying? And then it was just like, I had a family, he had a family. And like, we'd go out and it was just started. Like, and he was really like running and trying to make it happen. He linked me up with uh, my partner named Stay Fresh from, from Atlanta. He he came up with Lil John and, and Scrappy. Like, so mm -hmm. everybody in Atlanta. So it went from me and him going out every night to him putting me with him. So he would take me to meet this DJ, this DJ, this studio, whatever, meet certain people. So he started backing off, you know what I mean, to let the joint run. And we just kind of 
went like this, and I think he he got a, he got another studio. He he's still going. He, he got another studio, but he not like working with artists. He just own a studio, and you know he's selling studio time, but he got a hot joint. So it's it, it just it just kind of like I don't know. The steam ran out of that movie. Like it didn't. It, the steam ain't run out of me. It just ran out of that. It was just like, all right, bro, do your thing. I'm gonna do mine. But what year did you cut the dreads? I just did that shit at the top of the year. Really? Top of the year. It was my my New Year's resolution, man. I just, bro, I just, it was just time for a change, man. Mm-hmm. It was time for a change. I damn, I had dreads, like I had braids in high school, mm-hmm. and turned them into dreads. So it was just like, it was time, bro. I'm I'm 35 years old. I'm 36 years old, and I I've been wanting to do that shit for the last two years. You know what I'm saying? And like just sleeping and eating and shower. I want to jump in the pool. I want to just do, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I've been going out, in and out of the country. I can't down really get my hair wet like that. Man, I ain't no girl, nigga. I want to jump in the ocean and not give a fuck. Right. About it. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm an extreme nigga. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going all the way. I, I went bald head. I'm going bald head. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. Yo, yes, so now, I, I, I mean, I'm always watching your stories, man. Very interesting. Very entertaining, uh, inspirational <laughs> as well. And I remember on one of your stories, you was just talking about that uh, you you remember being at such a low point when at, at a point in your life, um, yeah. into now, you know, to, to have your own studio, do your thing, man. Mm-hmm. Just talk about how you came out of that darkness, man, to to be where you at now. Um, it's just like I, I dropped the album called Fuck Fame, and that was basically how I just explained. It was like. I was chasing this shit. Like when I, I moved to the A and um I got plugged in and shit. I, I ended up buying a house. I had just got married. Well, we moved down in 2012. I got married in 2009. My daughter was born in 2007. So she was like five when we moved down there joint. And um I had to leave my my oldest son here. Like I got two different uh baby moms. I left my oldest son here. I was trying to bring him, but she wasn't trying to let her eight-year-old son, you know, go to another state. So I had to leave him up there. Then I get down down there and uh, I'm out to four in the morning, five in the morning chasing this shit. You know what I'm saying? We end up getting the house. Like I'm leaving my six year old daughter and, and and my wife at home all the time. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was just a lot. So of course she getting tired of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So three, four years go by and you know, this shit ain't, I ain't 50 cent. I ain't popped off. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, when is this shit gonna happen? And I'm like, Yo, hold on, hold on. But you know, we got bills due. Uh, like, I gotta be a husband, I gotta be a dad, I got a kid up here. Like, it's just a lot going on. And that shit just our relationship started breaking. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, shit, I'm gonna just go down to my mama's house and chill for a minute. And that shit turned into a year. And within that year, like, I'm in this, like, I had bought a house, I had a five-bedroom house down there, motherfucker, and I'm used to my kids running through, and uh, I'm in this house by myself. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not even wanting to turn no music on. I'm not even wanting to do nothing. Like, I'm sitting this motherfucker really like, and I'm I'm, I'm praying, hey, God, bring my family back. You know what I'm saying? And that shit turned into everything just disappeared. You know what I'm saying? It was really gone. And so I, I told her, look, I'm going to sell the house. I guess she ain't believe me. I'm like, all right. She never came back. I'm like, what's your bank account number? What you need my bank account for? I sold the house. Like, her name wasn't on the house, so I... I sold the shit and she was like, you sold our house? You've been gone for a year. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So I sold the house. I sent her half the money and I um, let her come get all the furniture she wanted. I took my, my pops had just bought a house in DC. I took all my furniture to DC and that's when I moved to LA. I took, took them all the shit and I moved to LA and I was just like, fuck it. So even in LA, 
like Jay White was turfed up, you know what I'm saying? He Maserati, like living in North Hollywood over there, John. So super plugged in again. So here I am. I left Atlanta super plugged in. Now I'm in LA super plugged in. I'm moving, but I'm still not feeling like, you know, like I still don't want this shit. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. And I guess it was just, I wasn't really in control of my my surroundings, my situation. Like I'm in Atlanta, I'm around other people that's got it popping. So I feel like, okay, since I'm near him, I'm I'm cool. Now I'm in, in, in LA and me and Jay White super tight, but it's still like this his situation. And I'm, I'm a part of his situation. So I feel like I'm cool, but it's, I want my situation. I ain't never been the type of nigga to coattail, you know what I'm saying? So right. I'm forced into these coattail situations. It's like, this ain't me, you know what I'm saying? So I end up coming back to Winston from LA because my, my son was getting in trouble and shit. He might fail out of school and all that shit. And I'm like, yo, I left this man, like, even though he coming out for the summers and Christmas and all that shit, like, I need to be here. Like, I, right. I can't get a LA turned up and he about to fail out of school, you know what I'm saying? So I, I moved back and just being here, I was like, shit, I might as well open my studio back up. And it was just, I, I don't even have to put out a flyer. Like, I've been in that motherfucker since 10 a.m. It's 10.30. I just got on 30 minutes ago. I've been recording niggas all day, you know what I mean? And I don't even have to put out a flyer. So it's, it's a good situation because I built my name up with the music. And now they want the sound. Like, like can you help me? Like, they want to pick my brain, all that type of shit. So we sit in a lot of sessions. We record in 30 minutes. And the other 30 minutes, we just talking. How, hey, man, what I need to do, blah, blah. So... It, it just turned out a, a good situation for me, you know, and um, I forgot even where we started. What was the question on this? Uh, uh, um, yeah, just, you know, uh, you just talking about, you know. Oh, coming out of, coming out of, yeah, coming yeah, out of something. Yeah, yeah. Oh. coming out of struggle and shit. Yeah. But, um, but um, you got, I mean, you got the studio, you you mentoring, like, some of the, some of the, some of the young artists and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um Who's some of the people in the Carolinas that you feeling this, you know what I mean, that you done heard some some of the young and up and coming cats? Um, like right now, I, I really ain't been looking outside of Winston. Like mm-hmm. I um I I just like my city, I just love my city. Like I feel like we got a, a, a certain flavor, like how niggas move and, and act like it don't matter where I go, if I see a nigga, I'm like, well, that nigga look like he from Winston. That nigga from Winston, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is about like how niggas act, move, talk. I don't know what it is, but I just really been focusing on here. And, and I noticed like certain certain acts, like niggas come in to grab acts from Winston, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, I'm letting niggas come in and grab talent from my city, and I'm just as big as a player as the other niggas. So I need to start putting my foot forward and you know grabbing these niggas. So around here, it's it's a lot of niggas that I, I really like, and they come come record. But my main focus is my son right now. He 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 on fire like his shit his shit going he, right now he got 1.6 million streams on on Apple Music you know what I mean? that's just his Apple Music you know what I mean his his biggest market is Atlanta I taught him how to record I taught him how to do graph he basically me in 2003 how old is your son 19 19 yeah, I just wow. when I left the studio I left him there he know how to record himself he I got him his own uh, distribution shit like. Everything is, is cool. He making like fifteen hundred dollars every two weeks off just streams alone. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yep. And that's I ain't got to touch. You know what I mean? So fifteen hundred dollars a week. Oh man, that's that's shit. So he don't need no job. He don't need nothing. All he got to do is drop music. And the way the, the distribution set up is, if he drop a song today, the streams don't don't show to three months. Mm-hmm. So a year and a half ago we was working 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 and then uh, it's time time to drop so i got them dropping like at least once every two weeks so you never got to wait a three-month period to get a check you know what i mean you're just gonna keep 
keep giving. So keep dropping. If you like money, keep dropping music. You know what I mean? So what do you like better? Um, Cause I'm pretty, you, you, you grew, you came up in the era of the hand to hand CD era. Um, what do you like better, the hand to hand CD or the stream or the streaming game? All right. So it, I don't, I can't, I can't really like, cause the hand to hand was so dope because you get to like, what's up dog? Me, hey, it's, it's the, the hustle kept you going. You know what I mean? Now, like my son, I got to push him like, Hey bro. Cause he he's so like man fuck that I'm I'm hot you know what I'm saying he get money it's like he ain't got to get out and do nothing all he got to do is click a button and his shit like he got streams and like the countries it's every country like his shit and not no five six stream I'm talking about at least a, his his smallest country of streams is like fifteen hundred thousand you know what I mean like he in Japan and Korea and Uganda like all kind of crazy like we could never touch that shit when we was hand to hand in CDs. Right. You know what I mean? You had to press up, you had to spend all your bread to press up 5,000 and you right. ain't a dent in your city. You know what I mean? Now this man click a button and he make a dent in the world. So it, 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 on one hand with the hand-to-hand -hand CDs, it was the hustle we kept us going. Like it was the fire behind us. But when you put in the, with the streams, it ain't too much fire. You know, it's just click this button, but you get money and you get an exposure. You know what I mean? So it's, it's I think you, I think, I think I like the streams better, but I think you need the hand-to-hand -hand CDs to understand what's going on and then get to the streams. Like my son never got the hand-to-hand, -hand, so he don't understand how important that is. He, he right. just took the button and sit back. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, get your ass, you still gotta grind. You still gotta meet these people, shake hands, get, go to these yeah. shows. Even if you're not performing, go to the show just so they can see you. And mm -hmm. you, know, you might, you never know who you meet there. You know what have, you have, you, have, you, have he uh, touched the stage yet? Yeah, yeah, he done performed probably like three times. It ain't, it ain't really been, like a bit, I don't, I just want to make it a big situation when, when he right. does because he, he really like, they, they fucking with me. Like they so fucking you a man some? I, I want to, but I, I, I don't, I really don't, I want to, but I don't want to. Like I wanted to be a real manager that really do, I ain't really a manager. I didn't, I didn't study this shit or nothing. I like, I've, I've been an artist, so I'm trying to coach him on the artist side. But right now, like if niggas calling, talk to me because he ain't gonna talk, he just, yeah, and uh, uh, nah, call me, you know what I mean? Well, I really want to get him a real manager that really know people and really do this shit, you know what I mean? So Exactly, man. So yeah. tell people so tell people about, about the studio and uh, if they, you know, you know, in the Carolinas, man, uh, how, how they can link with you to, uh, if they need that studio time. If you need anything, man, you, you print the flyers, T-shirts, you got yeah, all anything. that shit, one-stop shop. Anything, man. I learned that shit. I, I worked at Street Ace for like six years, man. You, yeah, Issa them been on the podcast too. Him and uh, Sauce Pack. Yeah, yeah, Issa my nigga, man. So we like when you walk in that door, Street is X. It's shirts on the wall. You can buy them shirts. You walk up to the front desk, you can get some studio time. You can buy a mixing package. You can buy a management package. You can whatever you want. You go upstairs, you can buy a plate. You go upstairs, a nigga in the back selling weed. You know what I'm saying? You can goddamn. It's a nigga got some. They selling cars in the back. It's a tour bus in the back. You could buy. It's anything you want period. Like you can get a video, you can get some graphics, anything you want. And I'm just bringing that back to North Carolina. I'm trying to do the same thing in, in my spot. And right now I, I do everything. And that's not a good thing. It's a good thing, but it's not a good thing because I can't give a hundred percent to something. So I'm trying to find niggas that I could plug in like, hey, bro, you do this kind of like Voltron. You the leg, I'm the arm, you know what I'm saying? Bring all the niggas together and, you know, create a big energy. But uh, coming to the studio, you can get a, you can get a video, you can get Mixing, mastering, you can get uh, 
of course, recording. You can get graphics, logo, website, um, talk, figure out, you know, what you got going on. But uh, anything you need, hit me on Instagram, Facebook, you know, email. Ricky Ruck is everything. Ricky Ruck is the Gmail. Ricky Ruck is on Instagram. Ricky Ruck is on Facebook. I ain't hard to find. You know, my number out there. I, don't, I ain't going to just blast it, but if you can find my number, you know, hit me up. You know. Lastly, man, what's that fire you just put out today? Oh, I gotta. All right, so I'm gonna keep dropping these jumps, man. My uh, my niggas, the Moon Runners, they shoot videos, and we just like it's just some freestyle shits. Like I be here, like these young niggas come to record. Oh, you rap? Oh, you? A nigga asked me if I sing the other day. Like what? Come on, bro. Y'all niggas didn't forget, man. I got to get back to my shit. You know what I'm saying? So I need to start dropping music. I really stopped. I ain't really stopped. I've been recording. I just I've been mixing and trying to figure out my song playlist and all this shit like you catch on my stories i'll be playing songs that i'm trying to put out i'm trying to put it together and i got too many songs like i really record when i'm bored or when i'm feeling or thinking or whatever and so like i just need to start putting out content so i got a, a stream of them videos that i'm gonna just keep dropping you know what i mean just to let niggas know yeah i, I rap i got i still rap circles around y'all niggas i can do this shit you know what i mean it ain't nothing ain't nothing changed if you if you if you're from a certain era uh, of the Carolinas, man, you you know that that Ricky Ruckers is the truth, man. Yeah. Uh, well, well, man, I I want to thank you, man. Uh, like I said, man, I've been a fan for a minute, man. Like, and just you know, thank God for the power of social media that I can, yeah. you know, finally, you know, okay, talk, awesome, you man. know, what I mean, it's it's dope, man, that you you know you can be able to reach out to people that you couldn't before because yeah. back then you just you just hear the name and you know. You might might yeah. see you in the club or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But outside of that, how long you, how long you been doing the podcast? Man, I've been doing the podcast now for about like two like two years, maybe not maybe maybe like a year, maybe like a year, something like that. I, I don't know. I'm yeah. at like episode thirty eight or something like that. Like I said, hey, E Sud on here, um, Brandon D. So I live in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Brandon D used to be my neighbor here in Raleigh. So I remember so I used to be a youngin watching Brandon D do his thing. And so Brandon D's like walking out of, I just moved to the spot at the time. So Brandon D's like leaving out him and his, him and his wife. Mm-hmm. And I said, yo, Brandon D. He like, he looked back <laughs> like, nigga, how the hell nigga, you know what I mean? And this was like years after he, you know, kind of chilled back from the rapping a little bit. And he was just like, wow, like nigga remember yeah. me. So yeah, man. That's yeah. all. Man. I, I just been, I was, I, was a, I was a fan of that whole era of like, you know, you, uh, Brandon D, Issa, mm-hmm. like watching you, you know Jay White kind of manage it and do mm-hmm. all this shit. I remember seeing y'all niggas in jabs, you know what I mean, performing mm-hmm. back then, like, you know what I mean. Oh, and, man. and it's just you know back then, I just, yeah, I just used to watch as 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 a fan, man, mm-hmm. and you know, so I just want to create a platform because sometimes people kind of forget about yeah. how great you know what I mean or or the things that y'all was doing, and sometimes mm-hmm. people don't understand the journey it took for y'all to get from yeah. where y'all was to now and mm-hmm. to seeing the elevation of, you know, you're a 36 year old man now with a family and it's a beautiful story, man. And so I just wanted to create a platform for, for those stories, man. That's hard, man. Hey, if you need me back, go ahead, like hit me up, man. I, I need to call B. I just talked to B the other day. Tell, like he ain't even tell me, he's supposed to tell, hey man, he's supposed to call this podcast and get in here, bro. This nigga hard. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah, I like this. This, this, this dope. Man, I, I appreciate it, man. I let you get get back to what get get back to what you're doing. I really appreciate you. You know what I mean? We we've been been going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Back, going back and, and forth. I, 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 I got to. I ain't gonna lie. When I left the studio. I was like, boy, I'm tired. I'm gonna go home. 
And I grabbed my phone. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. And I told you 9 o'clock is 9.35. I was like, oh, man, come on. I immediately hit you. Hey, my bad, dog. <laughs> man, you're, you're a real one, man. So uh, thank you, man. Lastly, anything else you want to plug before we get up off here? Um, Man, Lil Motor, the future, man. Y'all go search Lil Motor. Search it. Like, check them out. Videos, YouTube, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere. Lil Motor, man. It's the future. That's what we, that's what we, we push. Also, Glue Easy. Glue Easy on smack. He going crazy. And my brother, you know, still with that battle rap shit. He'll take one of your heads off. You know what I'm saying? That's what's going on. That's, that's it. Anything else? Ricky Ruckus, you can find me. I'm talking shit all day. All day, man. Please follow Ricky Ruckus, man. A amazing follow on Instagram, man. Watch his stories, man. It's yeah. all day from the, from the beginning to the end, man. It's, it's super entertaining, man. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Start, I'm going to start putting my story shit on my page because nigga be telling me, like, your story be lit, but I don't be doing that shit on my page. So I'm going to start putting that shit on my page so niggas might, you know, kind of see what's going on because you got to click my stories to see, you know, what's right. really going on. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So this was Best Conversations Podcast. This will be out on Memorial Day Monday. It's a little Memorial Day Monday. Uh, a little, little special for y'all, man. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Make sure y'all follow Ricky Workers. Peace and love. Keep God first, and I promise everything will work itself out. Yes, sir. Thank you, Ricky. Peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.